Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. We've never seen anything like this ever in American history. Those are my favorite things to talk about on the Battleground Podcast because that's what this podcast is about. The times we live in, and yes, the revolution we're going through. We are very much in a revolution. But then you know that. You can feel it, can't you? And so could the record 2.2 million people, according to Bloomberg, who moved to just six Southeast states in just over two years. That is the largest mass migration in the smallest amount of time in U.S. history. Look up, Lark. And it's caused something to change, something that has been unchanged since the founding. It has shifted the heart of the U.S. economy for the first time ever out of the Northeast Corridor, which is known as Washington, New York, Boston, where it has always resided in the United States of America. It has shifted the economic heart of America, according to Bloomberg, to the what they call the new New South. It's six fast growing states, Florida, Texas, Georgia, the Carolinas and Tennessee. For the first time, Bloomberg writes, six fast-growing states in the South are contributing more to the national GDP, i.e. economy, than the Northeast. The implications, Bloomberg writes, for the entire country are enormous. No, no. What this is, is a new country. A new country is forming. A day will come, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but a day will come when we have to defend its borders. I'll get into that in a minute. You can tell the Bloomberg writers who wrote this are shocked by the pace. What they left unsaid, the pace of the rejection of left-wing, liberal, Marxist, and socialist values. That's what this is. Listen to the numbers. They're staggering. A flood of transplants helped steer about $100 billion in new income to the Southeast in 2020 and 2021 alone, while the Northeast bled out about $60 billion. I've talked to you about this before. People aren't just fleeing as if they were fleeing a communist or socialist country. No, no, no. They're taking their businesses with them. Listen to this stat. The Southeast accounted for more than two-thirds of all job growth across the U.S. since 2020, almost doubling its pre-pandemic share. 
The area is home to 10 of the 15 fastest growing cities in the whole country. Well, when over 50% of the likely voter population of the United States of America tells Rasmussen in the last month in a poll that they believe that the 2020 election was stolen, was tampered with at a level um, that affected the outcome, they feel helpless. When they watch that same regime that came to power, the one they're not even sure if it was actually elected. And, And again, folks, that's a majority view now in this country. When they watch that and they see that same regime receive an injunction by a federal judge telling them that the 12 agencies of the federal government who've been censoring Americans on social media must stop. They do what's in their genes, in all of our genes. Look, if you came here, your ancestors came through Ellis Island, you're movers. You're gonna roll to get away from authoritarianism. You're gonna move to, to get away from an iron fist that's very much baked in the DNA of Americans. These people are simply doing what their ancestors did. Except this time, instead of coming through Ellis Island, they're moving to a country, within a country. What it adds up to is remarkable. The largest migration of people in America in the shortest time in American history. We've never seen anything like it. Google largest American migration. What comes up? The Great Migration. Six million black people moved from the American South to the North West and Western states, but the six million moved between the 1910s and the 1960s. That's 60 years. We just saw two million Americans move in two years. Again, this is unprecedented in our country's history. Look, I talk about this all the time. There's geographic America, but then there's actual cultural America and how even our justice systems in these blue states with their weaponized blue juries aren't recognizably American anymore. The speech codes and the lockdowns and the censorship, not recognizably American. It's not our culture. And you know why people are feeling it so much in their home states? Believe it or not, the Associated Press nailed that this morning when they wrote this. One party controls the entire legislature in all but two American states now. In 28 states, the party in control has a supermajority in at least one legislative chamber, which means the majority party has so many lawmakers they can override the governor's veto. So look, folks, states are increasingly American or post-American, blue or red. And increasingly in blue states, the Bill of Rights is just not recognized. And we're seeing that in bill after bill at the state level. Refuse to Call your kids by their preferred pronouns starting at age 12. Refuse to transition them. Guess what? Starting at age 12, DSS is on your doorstep. They can take your kid. In fact, if they pick your kid up at school, they don't even have to tell you they've taken your child. Or that. look at Michigan this week, folks. Oh, my gosh. This bill is just called an abomination by former judge and television personality Joe Brown. It's called HB 4474, and it's part of of the left moving into the next phase of First Amendment cancellation. They're doing it in state after state. This bill, which already passed the House, HB 4474, says those who do not use preferred gender pronouns would be considered to have committed a hate crime and would be guilty, quote, of a felony punishable by imprisonment of up to five years 
or a fine of not more than $10,000. Judge Joe Brown wrote on Twitter, this type of abomination must be stopped. This is so obscenely contrary to America's First Amendment law that the only fit adjectives to describe it are profane. Michigan House passes bill where using wrong pronouns equals a felony, finable by up to 10,000, yeah, and up to five years in prison. Folks, we're going to have Soviet-style political dissidents in blue state prisons. But it's going to get wild in the next five to ten years. You're going to have people fleeing prosecution for speech codes in blue states, hiding out in red states, being protected by red state sheriffs. This is where the violence is going to eventually occur. And that's the only morally unjust way for this to happen. We are retreating into our states. As I've said since the beginning of this podcast, we are trying to live constitutionally and in peace. That is why all these vans are rolling. People don't want to fight them. They're saying, look, I'm going to move away from you. I'm going to go down here in a place where the Bill of Rights is still in effect. Leave me alone. And the only moral way to fight them is when they come down to extract us, when they come down to extract those fleeing their political persecution, because that is coming in these states. Right now, this new economic center, I still can't get over this. The fact that this new New Southeast six states are now the new economic center of the United States of America, that that is shifted from the once all-powerful, seemingly indestructible North, that's such a huge deal. But folks... It's all going to take on a different look and feel if the Democrats manage to sweep Congress, get the presidency, which they have a decent chance of doing, given the absentee ballot fraud uh, that we just can't get our leadership to clean up that caused Trump that election. Folks, let me tell you what, they get the ability to remake this Supreme Court and all of these speech codes, all of the censorship that that judge Uh, stopped this week by the Biden administration, all of that will be upheld. And then the new meaning of this new place, this new country within a country, its borders will come to mean more and more because it'll be a refuge for this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And I think people know this at a gut level, even if they can't articulate the bills and the issues I'm talking about right now, they're going there to huddle in safety. They're also going there because they don't want to step in poop on the sidewalk. They don't want to live in a place where criminals have more rights than the law abiding. But at a gut level, we all know what's coming and we want to be established somewhere safe. We do. And folks, even if the Democrats don't sweep the House, the Senate, and the presidency, which is my biggest fear this time, the question remains is to whether even if a Republican were to take one of those branches, if we could even stop the deep state then. Because the left, and in particular the Department of Justice, is becoming more open about its belief that they have an absolute right to censor us and that the federal government 
has a right to censor us. In fact, it was a shock to watch the Department of Justice argue for the government's ability to censor in federal court. Uh, Here's Attorney General Bailey, one of the parties to that Missouri v. Biden censorship lawsuit, talking about this. At the recent hearing on May 26, the Department of Justice refused to commit to acknowledging that it would be a violation of the First Amendment to suppress an American citizen's right to question election integrity. We can't even debate it on social media without Biden interfering. And the remedy for disfavored speech in this country has always been counter speech, not government censorship. On CNN now, they're not even hiding it. They're openly arguing that free speech is a conservative ideology. One that needs to be defeated. This is a conservative ideology that clearly comes through in this decision. It's a conservative political ideology, right? We saw some of the quotes questioning vaccines, questioning masks, conservative talking points. Again, he's saying the judge's ruling that the government has no right to censor is a conservative ideology, that that free speech is a conservative ideology. This is where they are. They have all long since accepted that it is their job to censor us. They are shocked that somebody would argue otherwise. That's where they are. Want a window into how they think? Take a look at this July 4th article in the New York Post headline, Chilling Revelations on the Rise of Fed's Orwellian Speech Police. Imagine an America where the Fed's surge actual speech police. Wherever chatter on social media questions the integrity of the vote, Speech police who then take to the airwaves to attack those making the claims in their own local communities. If this sounds far-fetched, consider that last summer a national security agency actually mulled the idea of deploying a rapid response team to local jurisdictions to help election officials fend off mis-, dis-, and malinformation-related threats, including through communications, an idea one federal official called fascinating. They actually considered this, but tabled it for now. We know that uh, because of a new report from the House Weaponization Subcommittee. And we know that a department called CISA, C-I-S-A, deep inside the Department of Homeland Security, is now serving as the lich pit of government-led speech policing. Trump actually founded it during his term to cut down on cybercrime and most especially hacking, but it quickly became a hub of censorship instead with the director jen easterly saying that her job is apparently to tend toward the to the cognitive infrastructure i.e to censor you and boy are they brazen the house weaponization on government report i just quoted found that CISA had already censored senator ted cruz's own social media post multiple times Who the heck do these people think they are? But speech police, censorship, this is how they think and talk among themselves already when we're not around. And one thing is clear. The left has already thought all the way through how it'll handle a rebellion by this new America within an America, the new New South, as Bloomberg called it. We might want to be just left alone to live in constitutional peace, but they have no intention of allowing it. The first time I ever heard Joe Biden tell us he planned to send F-15s, he meant F-16s, and nuclear weapons to areas in rebellion, it absolutely floored me. I'd never considered the possibility my government might do that to me on my own soil. But they, 
clearly have. Representative Eric Swalwell was the first to say it. Biden likes to say it quarterly. It usually sounds something like this. Those who say the blood of the the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water of the blood of patriots. What's happened is you want to think you need to have weapons to take on the government. You need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. That they've already thought ahead this far is shocking, but then if you're building a government censorship regime, you would have had to, wouldn't you? Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 